Welcome to Convention Pulpit, Wesleyan Voices Past and Present, brought to you through the Ministry of Inner Church Holiness Convention. Visit our website for an entire library of great sermons and more information on this ministry, www.ihconvention.com. Today's sermon entitled Faith by Dr. R.G. Flexen was preached at the 1974 camp meeting held at God's Bible School and College in Cincinnati, Ohio. I trust you will enjoy today's message. But if you have your Bibles, would you please turn with me to Second Peter and the first chapter and the first verse. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God, and our Savior, Jesus Christ. I'd like to notice this wonderful faith that's mentioned in this scripture. In the first place, I'd like to notice the equality of faith. Second, that it engages power. Third, that it evaluates the promises. Fourth, that it enlarges our positions. And fifth, that it enhances our prospects. So notice first, if you will, the equality of faith. It says in this text, a like precious faith. That is, it's a like faith. Wherever you go in the world, you'll find that people find God only through faith. That's the only way we can contact God. I was preaching on the island of Trinidad on a Sunday morning. I was preaching on separation from the world. We had quite an altar service. There were Chinese, Japanese, there were East Indians and West Indians. There were Guyanese and Venezuelans, and there were Africans, all at the altar that Sunday morning. But when they got through, they got through because they believed Jesus Christ, believed the promises of God. I repeat, the only way you and I can contact God is by faith. Then we notice that it's a valuable faith or precious faith. And that word precious there means a valuable faith. We use that term precious I, many times, I think, so lightly. We talk about a baby being precious and some other things being precious. But we don't mean what this scripture means or this word means here. It means a valuable faith. And then we find also that in verse 1, it comes through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. 
Faith comes through the righteousness of God. Because he is righteous, we ought to be able to believe him. We believe each other. Why can't we believe God because of the righteousness of God and of Jesus Christ? Then in verse 2, it comes to knowledge of God. People say, and I wish you'd look at your Bibles while I'm giving this this morning, otherwise you're not going to get from what I'd like for you to get. But we find it comes through the knowledge of God. People sometimes say to me, Brother Fexen, do you know so-and-so? I say, no, I've met them, but I do not know them. But thank God I've done more than meet God. I know God. You and I can know him. Know him who's... And know him who is life eternal. Do more young people than just meet God, but stay with God until you know God. Know him as one that is faithful to you. When my wife was dying last year, not about this time, the children were at home, and I'd say to her, do you know this girl? Her daughter, she'd say no. The son stood there and I'd say, do you know him? She'd say no. I said, do you know who I am? And she'd say no. But I'd say, do you know Jesus? And her face would brighten up. She knew him. She didn't know others, but thank God she knew him. The most glorious thing in the world, young folks, is to know God. And know Jesus Christ. And then we find it engages power. Turn to verse 3, according to his divine power. And we find that that power comes and gives us life. Through that power we have all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Notice also the endurance of this faith. We find that it tells us here will never end until life ends. Some people have faith today and tomorrow it's gone. They have faith this week but tomorrow it's gone. They have faith in this revival but the next revival their faith is gone. No, this is something that should last all through life. Not only all through life but we find through eternity. For we find that in the third verse it also says he hath not only called us to life but to glory hereafter. And so we find that through faith we're going to make heaven and have glory eternally. But only because we have faith in God not by something you and I are doing but because we have faith in God and faith alone is going to bring us to glory. Then we find here it evaluates the promises. Verse 4. We find that here Peter says that these promises are exceeding great and valuable promises. Or exceeding great and preeminent promises. That is, they're exceeding great. Not just great promises, but exceeding great promises. Why can't some of you believe God? 
Why can't some of you lay hold of these exceeding great and precious promises of God? And what do they do for us? They make us partakers of the divine nature. Lay hold of the promises of God, young people. Never let go of them. He said he's able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. If I've committed everything into his hands, he's able to keep it. Not only for a day, but for entire life. If we'll lay hold of that promise. The one that God gave me years ago and I'm still holding on to. If he abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will. And it shall be done unto you. Lay hold of the promise of God. If you can only get a hold of one, get a hold of one promise. Never let go of that. Then we find that through these promises, by faith we can escape the corruption that is in the world. Verse 4 says, We escape that corruption by becoming partakers of the divine nature. Do you realize what a privilege you and I have to become a partaker of the divine nature? We're human, but we can become through the promises of God and by faith a partaker of the divine nature. But again, by that escape the corruption that is in the world. What kind of corruption? Well, the corruption of desire. Having escaped the corruption of the world through lust. We twist that word lust around to make it mean something the Bible does not make it mean. It means a strong desire. And sometimes we get into trouble because of our strong desires and we follow those desires rather than curbing and corralling those desires. We blame the devil for too much, young folks. We say the devil made me do this and the devil made me do that and the devil made me do the other thing. The devil told me this and the devil told me that and the devil told me the other thing. Listen, young pe people, it's many times our own desires that lead us away. Not the devil, but our own desires that we fail to corral, we fail to control, that lead us away and get us into trouble. Don't always blame the devil for your condition. Try to put the blame where it belongs and it may belong on you. And if I get in trouble, it may belong in my desires getting away from me. So we need to curb our desires. And then I see I must hasten on. It enlarges our possessions by adding the six cardinal virtues that are mentioned in this scripture. You'll have to read the entire scripture lesson to get what I'm talking about. He said, add to your faith. Faith is the groundwork of all Christian experience. But after we have faith in God, then we must add some things. They don't come by being saved or sanctified. They come by addition. And add, he said, to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience godliness or godlikeness and the godlikeness, brotherly kindness, 
And if you do these things, there's some things that will happen in your life. Absolutely will take place in your life if you do this. Add all of these virtues. After you have faith to be saved and faith to be sanctified, then walking with God, becoming acquainted with God and knowing God, then add these cardinal virtues to your life. And if you do first, it will make you fruitful in soul winning. The book says it will make you fruitful in righteousness and fruitful in the things of God. Not only that, but it gives you a running over experience. For he said, if these things be in you and abound, and that word abound means to run over. God wants every one of us to have a running over experience. Not something we hold to ourselves, but something that runs over to bless somebody else around about us. And then if you do this, if you'll add these things, thank God you won't have to be at the altar the next revival that comes. Or any time that you're in a revival, you'll never backslide. For the Bible says if you do these things, you shall never fail. And that means you'll never backslide. I want to tell you again, young folks, you can get some things settled with God. And the things that unsettle you are the things that you won't settle. But when you and I settle everything with God for time and eternity, we can get our feet down, get settled on the rock, and settle in the faith and walk by faith, not by feelings, but walking by faith. If I were going by feelings this morning, I wouldn't have a spark of religion. But thank God my faith is still in the promise of God. And I still have victory because I'm walking not by feelings, but walking by faith. But then I notice in the next place, it enhances our prospects. Verse 11, For so an entrance shall be administered unto you abundantly, not just a little entrance, but abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Some people say if I can only get to heaven even by the skin of my teeth, I'll be satisfied. But I will not, young folks. When I get to the gates, I want them to open wide. And some people tell us that every, every gate, there are 12 gates and everyone's 100 miles wide. And if they're 100 miles wide and they swing wide open, it looks like we ought to get in. And thank God we will if we will walk with God by faith and not by feelings, but walk with God by faith. This precious, valuable faith. God bless you. Shall we stand please? Our Father, our heart goes out to our young people today. Yes, yes. This awful age when it seems that people are seeking after a thrill and seeking after a feeling and seeking after everything else. But we're glad we can still be settled in God by faith and walk with Him. Feelings or no feelings. And Lord, we tell Thee again, if Thou hast never blessed us again this side of heaven, we're going to live true to Thee until we see the inside of the city. And then we'll have all eternity to get blessed in and shout in. 
if we can only make it through and by the grace of God through faith in the promise thank God we believe we're going to make it help every student today to walk by faith not by feelings in Jesus precious name we ask you amen Thank you for listening to Convention Pulpit, a ministry of Inner Church Holiness Convention, featuring Wesleyan voices past and present. For more sermons or for more information, visit www.ihconvention.com. This ministry is made possible through the financial support of our listeners. You may give online at ihconvention.com or send your donation to IHC, Post Office Box 99, New Berlin, Pennsylvania, 17855 USA.